ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of almost all ages, with parental consent. The Sick Twisted Minds at Sacrificial Pond Productions brings you a new style of horror film, like nothing you have seen before. There are no cops, no investigations. There is no backstory, no follow-up of the victims who are brutally tortured and murdered. Our story isn't about them. Normal terror is about a single dad struggling to make ends meet. His son is his first priority. He goes to work, pays his bills, and is generally a great dad. The twist comes after he puts his son to bed. This is where he releases his stress. Some people do yoga, some hit the gym, some go for runs, some people paint on a canvas. An anonymous source once wrote on an abandoned asylum wall, I never understood people until I took one apart just to see how it worked. If you are rear-ended in traffic, most people's thought runs to anger and their primal instincts of hurting the other party. Sam Neill does not have the ability to stop that primal instinct. Let us take you into the mind of a killer. Normal Terror is a concept from the mind of Sam Mason, who wrote, directed, produced, and is starring in this new age feature film. Let's get slicing and dicing with Sir Sturdy Horror fans. On this podcast, you will hear me and a guest do some movie reviews, random funny horror chats, and whatever else comes to mind. So tune in, kick back, relax, and always remember... I'll see you in your nightmares. Well, this station's mask. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of Horror with Sir Sturdy. I have my friend here, Matt Cantor. Matt, what's up? What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing good. So, um, we were just talking a little bit, and uh, we're, the movie that we're reviewing is a Joe Baden film. It's called The God Inside My Ear. This is the movie I discussed that said, you know, somebody sent me an email about doing a review for their movie. It's a fan-made film. Um, just to get into it real quick, uh, the budget, I got this all from IMDb. The budget was $8,000 and the quality of the movie was actually really, really good. The production, the video, you know, the way the movie looked, the way the movie sounded was really good. The main actress was great. And, um, Matt, do you want to give a quick synopsis of what you thought or? Uh, pretty much you have, uh, what's your name? Uh, Emily. Aliza. Uh, Elise. Yeah. Alicia. Alicia. Alicia, there you go. Uh, Alicia just got done with uh, being in a relationship with her uh, boyfriend. Her boyfriend was part of a, he decided to join a religious cult. And uh, after the breakup of her boyfriend, she goes into pretty much a downward, a downward spiral of depression and some craziness going on. Now she's trying to find herself and with the help of her friends, hopefully she can figure out what's going on. That's why I pretty much got with a synopsis of it. I got a similar thing. I did, again, I checked on IMDb, and it's. I'll just read it from this. And this was written by, um, which this gentleman had something to do with the movie, I'm sure. I believe he was either a co-writer or co-director or producer. I'm not 100% sure. I seen it in the credits. So I just, I didn't note it down, but his name is David Waghorn. 
and it says after experiencing a a pure excuse me after experiencing a peculiar and sudden breakup with her boyfriend, Alicia discovers a world of conspiracy, strange voices, and horrifying visions. And <laughs> that's that kind of sums it up. Yeah. But um, we can just jump right into it, man. Like this movie was. I felt like it had a lot going on, but at the same time had nothing going on, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Uh, it was very, very artsy, and a lot, of, a lot of stuff that just didn't need to be there. A lot of scenes just... I know what the director was trying to do, but you didn't need a lot of that stuff in there. And it, was just, it just made... For me, it made the movie drag. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I kept looking going, oh, I got... This amount of time left. Okay. <laughs> oh, I got this amount of time left. <laughs> Can something happen? I did like how he did break it up into chapters. That was cool. Like he, would, he did chapter one. There's four chapters in the film. And it just seemed like you could eliminate one of the chapters easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I did like that concept with the chapters. I thought that was pretty cool. But I was just expecting... Because I don't know if I would really consider this a horror movie or not, like we were saying before we started recording, I don't know. It's on this um, IMDb. It says sci-fi. I, I don't know really where to classify the movie. And like, uh, drama and there's, there's like, there's no part of a thriller. There's no part of horror in it. There's no part of, I don't know. I guess it does, it does have a lot of drama to it. So I would probably classify as a drama. Okay, I could see that. Maybe a little bit of a comedy, but other than that, <laughs> hmm. like not very many, not very comedic moments. No, not at all. Not there was a few here and there. Yeah, like the um, we were just discussing this. Remember in the the little store? I guess it was like a perfume store or whatever, where the lady comes in there, sprays both the perfume on both the wrists, and she's smelling them. And I don't remember what she said exactly, but she put them outside. You know, this one smells like bananas sitting out in the sun all day and this one smells like meat sitting outside all day in the sun and i'm just like that's that's weird disgusting sense and she was like my right. husband she's like my husband like both of them which one do you think and the girl was like ma'am you know i don't know it's up to you pretty much like you choose she just did not care she's like just sitting there just staring out on her space like yeah either buy something or get out <laughs> And you know, you know what was crazy about that? Like, I was paying attention to that scene. You seen her go over to the cash register and punch in numbers. There was mm-hmm. no money exchange. That right there bothered me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna go, like, if you're gonna show that her going to the register and typing it in and bagging it, you should show a money exchange. There was no, you know, this bottle is ten bucks, twelve bucks, whatever. And the lady paying, she just put it in the bag, have a nice day, and left. I'm like, what the hell? Like, come on. Unless she didn't, unless she didn't care, and be like, you know what, just take it, take it for free. Possibly. She was just sitting there like, you know, I'll just dab a couple buttons, yeah, whatever, leave. <laughs> Get out of here, please. <laughs> I don't know. That's... And then uh, she goes around the corner, or sorry, she goes around the counter. She's trying to face the items, you know, make them look nice again. And she, John, this guy, John, comes out of nowhere and starts talking to her. <laughs> this poor guy, man. Like, he's just uh. hitting on her. Throughout the movie here and there, every time you see him, he's hitting on her, trying to get with her the whole time, and she's just ignoring him. She doesn't give him a shot at all until later. Right. And, like, 
I kind of get it though because it's like she just literally got out of a breakup. It doesn't it, it it doesn't tell you how many days or how long this movie is as far as like days days go by, but it doesn't say like a week. You know what I mean? What well, also too, she went on two different dates, and the way the time span worked, it didn't seem to work right because she went on two dates and two different nights, and they said, "Well, Valentine's Day is right around the corner," but that was like a day ago. But how'd she go on two different dates within? A day, unless one was during the day or night, but it just it yeah, seemed weird. Yep, yep. And the dates, yo, the dates were crazy. Like they were just, oh man, what, what the hell were they even talking about? They were just talking about some weird stuff. Like the one guy, one guy was microchips with bees and microchips yes. and everything else. The other guy was a jazz type guy, and he started dealing uh, tarot cards out, talking about death. That's what it was. That's like the whole jazz thing. Like you go out a day, you're like, you know, I listen to jazz music, blah, blah, blah. It's nice. Do you, what do you think mm-hmm. about it? And, you know, she gives her opinion. But you go from jazz to tarot cards to death. That is a horrible date. That's just going <laughs> to. And he was talking about how, killing someone, too. Like he was yeah. predicting how would it be able to choke someone. And he's got this really evil grin on his face. Like this guy's fucking nuts. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then we have. um. We have Fred, her boyfriend. Um, like in the beginning, you see them sitting at a table, eating lunch or whatever, and he pretty much, like you were saying, he joined. He's joining a religious cult, and he breaks up with her, and he's just telling her all this crazy shit. Mm-hmm. He has a tattoo of a fucking ear on his hand. He puts his ear up, his hand up to his forehead, talking about that, so he can listen to whatever it protects him, and. She was, like, really upset about this breakup, which I'm just like, this guy is, you know, he, he doesn't seem like he's all there. He, he seems like he's a little crazy. You should probably be pretty happy you got out of that relationship. <laughs> no. Like, and okay, got, time to walk away. Yeah, and, and got out of it alive uh-huh. at that. And she was just so, like, she was depressed through pretty much this whole freaking movie. And uh-huh. just, like, out of it. She had the, um, she would hear voices and stuff see things, see visions, and start screaming and yelling and stuff. Like, remember when, the, when um, she's yelling and her you, it goes into her her uh, neighbor's house and she has a cup on the, a cup on the wall listening yeah, her in. No, her nosy neighbor her there nosy just listening neighbor. with the cup while she's just screaming and just saying just random blah, 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 jargon. Yeah, gib- like literally gibberish. And she's yeah. like uh, her neighbor, though. Her neighbor was kind of funny. She was real, real... She was like one of those older neighbors that's real freaking nosy, that just has to know what's going mm-hmm. on with everybody. But at the same time, I'm like, she does, as nosy as she is, she does seem like she kind of cares, too. Like, she actually has, wor- like, she's worried about her neighbor. She's like, okay, what's what's going on? I hear a bunch of crazy noises coming on, going on in here. Like, who's in here? At first, mm-hmm. when, she ca- when the neighbor came over the first time, when, you know, when she didn't let her in, at, the very first thought was, I thought this lady... Excuse me, Alicia was living at home, and that was her mother trying to come in her room because they didn't really show too much of her apartment, and it went from like you know what I mean. It went from I think her in the bed to her going through the door, if I remember correctly. Yep. And I'm just like, okay, so that's not that's normal. I mean, that's you know that's not unreasonable. There's been plenty of times where you know you're a kid or young teen or whatever, maybe even your early 20s, you know, your parents trying to barge in your room or whatever, see what the hell you're doing. You kind of lean up against the door like there's nothing going on in here. What's up? Uh-huh. So that that part didn't really bother me too much. It wasn't, 
I don't know, man. What do you What do you guys say about this? Uh, <laughs> um, I was not really thrilled with this movie after watching it. I think I found myself staring at the clock more because, to me, nothing really happens in this film. You pretty much have Alicia going through her craziness, supposedly, and not nothing leads to anything. Like all of a sudden she's seeing certain things, and also the next day it's back to being normal to getting weird phone calls to like you introducing all these other characters, but all of a sudden they're gone. Yeah. And there's nothing to it. Like when she's in the park, the little girl dancing. What's up with that? There's nothing to that. There's nothing to the scenes where where she sees the nun. Like all of a sudden <clears throat> she she's in her apartment. The camera spans. There's a nun standing right in the corner, mm-hmm. gone. And then the camera back, the nun's gone. I'm like, what's up with this nun now? And then they're like, what? And then there was just so much like interaction with her friends. Like her friends didn't seem to care as much. Uh, just the two of them, like the the brother and sister, cared. The rest of them, like, yeah, whatever. She's going through craziness, going through depression. Just leave her alone. Like, if your friend needs help, wouldn't you want to help your friend? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Now, back to the whole thing with the little girl. When I'm watching this, I'm like, okay, this can be really cool. Maybe she's seeing herself as a child, and it's kind of like, not necessarily a flashback, but she's kind of going into her mind seeing herself as a child again. Mm-hmm. And I remember when she was uh, eating the crust of the bread, eating her sandwich or whatever, she's like, why are you eating the crust? And she pretty much said, you know, I didn't always eat it, but I don't want to waste it. And she's like, you won't waste it if you feed the birds. I'm like, okay, maybe she's doing something, like, going through these thoughts to kind of get that um, that child innocence again. You know what I mean? Like, right. that child, you know how, like, kids, they really don't worry about much. They worry about playing, eating, and playing games and just having fun. I'm like, okay, maybe she's trying to get that innocence back. Maybe, you know, to calm her nerves, to calm her down. Maybe this will help her. And that would have been pretty cool. And then another thing I was thinking is, like, what if this is, like, a... Um, a dead child, like a little child spirit that she's trying, that keeps trying to contact her to save the spirit, to kind of really free the spirit, so to speak. You know, you see those paranormal movies where they free the spirit and all that stuff mm-hmm. happens, and maybe that's why she's having these visions, but no. <laughs> it was none of that. <laughs> no, like, you don't get anything. Then you get the, I liked the telemarketer. I liked I did. the guy that kept calling on the phone, but that's it. They just didn't do anything with that individual. They have guys in hazmat suits all over the place. There's a blind guy following her. It's like, stick with one thing and go and work with, work with what you have. Yes. Don't like start unless you want to mix. If you want to put all that stuff in, actually combine it together to make it a full. I don't know, full deal. But it just seemed like here's this, here's that, here's this, here's that. Figure it out. <laughs> exactly. Like it was like um pretty much what you said. Like they just. This is one of those things where. You grab a pile, well, I don't want to, I guess you say shit, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, and you throw it up against the wall and see what sticks, and right. they threw too much. Like, sometimes right. you just got to use one or two different things, something simple, keep it simple, and it can be excellent if you keep it simple. Like, you're saying if they had the blind guy as the main um, antagonist, is it antagonist or protagonist? Antagonist. Antagonist. Or the telemarketer. Like, I love the telemarketer calling just saying random stuff. Right. I loved that part. Like that, that, that right there. If they would have did something with the tele, <coughs> excuse me, with a telemarketer more, and I feel 
ladies and gentlemen, this will be the first episode of my podcast that um, we're not we're trying not to spoil too much because you know this is a spoiler cast, but I was asked not to, so I'm not gonna do that. And when I get screeners, I will not spoil them. I will not spoil them if I'm told not to, so I'm not gonna say too much. I just had to throw that out there because <laughs> we're like we're really discussing this movie as best as we can without spoiling it. But at the same time, like so much happened and didn't happen at the same time. So it's like, if we did discuss it more and I know this, I know I sound like I'm talking in circles, but if we did discuss it more, you'd still have to like actually watch it to know what the hell we were talking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, Matt? Like it's, yeah. it's one of them. It's hard. It's really hard to talk to about this film without accidentally spoiling certain things because again, it is an artsy film. Uh, there's a lot of things happening that you can actually spoil it by just by oops so it's kind of like you have to leave a lot of things out mm-hmm. and that's say it and then hopefully that's where you go because there's certain things like i remember you said earlier we can't talk about certain scenes but it plays important with it while i'm talking about the movie so we kind of have to leave that out <laughs> i will throw this in here though there was a um hang on let me let me look Remember when the neighbor's dog... Okay, remember when Alicia heard a knock at... I like that name, by the way. That's remember nice name, Alicia. She heard a knock on the door. Mm-hmm. And she opens the door and she looks around. <laughs> this part was funny. This part I liked about the movie. And I'm not going to get too deep into this part. Oh, I but, know what you're talking about. And she's looking around and she's like... You hear a voice like, hey, down here. And it's the dog talking to her. Yo, I was rolling. I was like, wow, she's really going crazy. But the part that really had me laughing, then you know, the neighbor's dog, she come the dog comes over. The dog's name is Snickers, by the way. Talk mm-hmm. comes in, talks, and the dog starts talking to her and says, um, that the dog heard her speaking a secret language to the heavens. And the part that had me laughing a little bit to myself, like chuckling to myself, was when Alicia was like, No. I only speak English. <laughs> I was like, wow. that, that, that scene was funny. That was that, funny. I'm also going, where are they going with this now? Yes. <laughs> <gonna> talk dog. <laughs> but again, like if they had, that all could have worked if they had, like I said, with the little girl, which at the end of this episode, Matt and I are going to do our whole thing where we discuss, and this is probably going to be a decent discussion. This will probably be a really long discussion towards the end of the <laughs> podcast. So it won't be the end end about how we would change this movie, <laughs> but we won't get there yet. But anyway, like if they just uh, again, like if there was just if she had to free that little girl and she was just seeing all these things, you had the talking dog, you had the talking gnome. And like if she just had, you know, these. If there was a reason for it, a better reason for it, it would have helped so much. And. Like you were saying, her friends were kind of just like, you know, let her get through this and let's see what happens kind of deal for most of, for the most part. They weren't really worried until the end, which we can't discuss. Right. And even then, they weren't too, too worried. I'm just like, come on now. Another part I can throw out there is, remember what, the birthday party for her friend, uh, the dude that was dressed like a vampire? Mm-hmm. She's dressed in like a bride's dress and she's drunk and she's dancing, whatever, with him. She's like, come on, dance with me. And he's, she's like... 
I'm your birthday present. Unwrap me. And I'm just like, um... Like, what? That didn't make sense either. Like, they, they showed no love interest between the two. At all. No, and, yeah, at all. and now she's like, I'm your birthday present, baby. Now unwrap me. And he's like, what? I thought he was gay. Just the way he acted and talked yeah. through the movie, I thought he was a gay uh, friend. So did I. And I'm not sure if he was or not. That's no disrespect yeah. to the LGP, LGBTQ community. At all. <laughs> At all. No. Nope. We don't want those kind of problems. It's just we're just discussing this movie. Like, I, I really thought he was, too. Just the way he was acting, his mannerisms, the way he sounded and everything. But, and they never really got into that part, if he was or not. That, not, that that's import, not that that's important or not. But I'm just thinking, like, you know what it is, though? That was her friend. It's her guy friend. It's her friend. But I'm thinking, like, a guy, like, a single guy drinking, a girl comes up to him, hating on him like that. Like, he's going to, let's just say he's going to unwrap that gift for. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but, again, that's his friend. But you don't know how good of friends they are. You don't know if it's, like, a, a friendship to where it's, like, they're so cool. They're, like, brother and sister type of deal. You don't right. know if they're they said just. They, were the, they, she was, they said at uh, one point they were, she was the best friend of them. And uh, like they let her do drugs and everything, you know, to help maybe cope with something else. Oh wow! But, at, but again, there was no love interest between the two. It's like, why would she want him to unwrap her as a uh, birthday present? Well, I mean, you don't really have to have a love interest to unwrap a birthday present. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, and I'm a happily married man, but I'm just saying, like, me too. <laughs> in that, in that sense, you don't have to. And we're saying this because we're both happily married men. We don't want to throw each other under the bus or ourselves under the bus. Just saying. <laughs> but, um, so her character, though, like the actress, the acting wasn't bad in this movie to me. Like she was probably the, she was definitely a really good actress, in my opinion. She was probably the best act, actor in this movie. But at the same time, you only seen bits and pieces of the other ones. Like here and there, you've seen one or the other. You know, you didn't see like a full let's say, like, 10-minute, 20-minute scene of anybody else. You've seen her throughout the whole movie, but I feel like for the movie, for the way they wrote the movie, she played her part very well. I would like to see her in another movie. And before I go any further, I'm going to let you take over after I say this. I would actually like to see these guys do another movie and just because I feel like they have the talent to make a really, really good movie. This was, like, their first one. They're just kind of throwing something out there, but I feel like – like we were saying, if they stick to something kind of simple, stick to one or two things and just go with that, they can really do something good. Again, I did like the main characters. Uh, she acted pretty well. The couple of the friends I thought did a good job. The doctor was kind of eh to me, the medical doctor. She just seemed kind of bland and kind of just stood yeah. there. Like, it just seemed off for me. Like She, I don't know, she looked evil. <laughs> like, like She's got some to do with it but again she does not have anything to do with it she's just there the psychologist there he was weird i don't know it was just different with him like there was like not a lot of good interaction with some of the characters yeah i wish they did more interaction with certain things um if they do something else for a movie let it actually do something don't just do like all bright colors. Here's some fancy dancy stuff, artsy dartsy. You don't need all that. If you want to go artsy, okay. But if you want to make an actual horror movie, make a horror film. Make it to uh, make us ooh edge of our seats. Make us think. 
I know they're trying to go like the whole psychological psychological aspect, but I was just like, oh, here's your end. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm but not really do much with it because it left a lot of open doors for me, a lot of open-ended questions. And to me, it just didn't feel right sitting there watching this. I'm like, all right, what am I, what am I watching? Okay, okay. Question, question. <laughs> Big question. <laughs> and in other words, it was just, I don't know. I, I wasn't really drawn to the film. Like if if a friend asked me would I recommend this movie to somebody, I would say if you're into an art artsy type movie, maybe watch it. But other than that, I would I would tell them to pass. Tell you the truth, or just say if you know if you really want to, give it a shot. I'm not gonna force you to watch it. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. force you to say you have to watch this movie now. But I'll say you know watch it at your own leisure. <laughs> I'm actually. I'm actually on the same boat with you, and I have no disrespect to the people who made this movie, but it's No, like, I have no disrespect to anybody. You guys did a great job with the budget you had. It was an awesome job with that budget. I was like, for eight grand, they did a great job with that, but it needed, it needed more, especially for me. I agree. Like, even just more... To, like, the way they did the movie, I think if it had more to the story, and that right there would have helped it, but again, with the whole recommendation thing, if somebody said, yo, would you watch... I, you know what? I'm the type of person, I would say go ahead and watch it just because people have different views of every single movie. Some people would, some people actually lo- probably love this movie that I've watched, or some people might hate oh, yeah. it. I don't hate this movie at all. I won't say I hate it. But, um, so yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend it. I wouldn't highly, highly recommend it. Like, I wouldn't say go out of your way to go see it. Again, no disrespect, but I would say check this movie out if you want to watch something very different. And um, shit, if you do check this movie out, hit me up or hit Matt up and give your opinion to us about this movie. Maybe we'll look at it a little bit different because there's been times where I've watched movies and people are like, you know what? Maybe you should give it another look. This is what I've seen from the movie. And I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm just saying, you know, you might get a little different look. So, yeah, definitely oh, yeah. check it out. I've seen some films where um, I hated the movie, mm-hmm. gave it some time, rewatched it, and now I'm like, oh, I do like this movie. Yeah. So sometimes... It- it's either you're in the right mood or you're just in the right or wrong setting and you're watching the film. And uh, sometimes it just gives you that kind of uh, moment or oh, okay moment. Yeah. So again, I, I don't hate the film. Oh, not at all. I don't, I don't want to disrespect the people who created it. They did, the, they did a great job for making it. I just wish that they cut a lot of certain stuff out and made it more, for me, interesting to watch. Like all the talking and all the gibberish and all the talking, mm-hmm. you don't need that. They what they did was great with the telemarketer. Stick with the telemarketer. Have her get more lost in uh, reality, yes. or have her go a little more crazy, or I don't know, have her do something like you're you're following her go into a world of gloom, or follow her into a world of chaos. Mm-hmm. Because of this telemarketer, and like maybe have her try to find the telemarketer. I don't know, but throwing all the other shit in, it just kind of made it weird <laughs> for me. You know what part I kind of like too? Remember when her ear was bleeding? She ended up at the doctor's office. Yeah. I know the doctor was kind of bland or whatever. She didn't really say too much. But the part I did kind of like about that was when um she the doctor hypnotized her or whatever, and she just like um 
She asks her what she sees, so Alicia says, I see she sees men controlling and harming her, and she's broken, ashamed, and controlled. She's face down in the field, and then she mm-hmm. sees these men in the hazmat suit, and then um she pretty much says she sees God. And right. I was like, okay, that's pretty interesting. Maybe they're going somewhere with this. And they kind of just, they dropped it. And then, like, when she woke up, she asked the doctor what she said. And the doctor was like, pretty much, this, this, this is what I got from it. The doctor was pretty much, bitch, you're crazy. Go see a psychiatrist. Yep. <laughs> pretty much. She said it a lot nicer than that. But yep. I, I, I liked how, she, you know what I mean? Like, I liked how she's, like, seeing all this stuff. And describing it to the doctor, I like that when she was hypnotized. I like how she didn't remember it. And I'm just like, let's keep going with this. Let's keep going somewhere with this. Come on, you have something right here. And then it just yeah, kind of like going with the bleeding ear. Maybe something that's actually in her yes, head causing yes. the bleeding. Like maybe also now she's bleeding from her nose, or also then she's bleeding from her ears, her nose, and her eyes, or her mouth. Like something internal, like a, a specific tumor. I don't know, something in her that's really just causing her to. Yeah. Lose it. And you know what's crazy? Like, she never mentioned this to, as far as I remember, but I believe she never mentioned this to her friends. I believe she said something about going to the doctor, but she didn't say anything about the bleeding ear to her friends and all that. And I'm like, it would have been cool if, one, she either mentioned, she mentioned it to her friends or whatever, and they kind of check it out or whatever, and they kind of, like, seem more concerned about it and say something was going on. Or, two, she mentioned it to her friends and, like, say her ear is bleeding in front of her friends, but only she can see it and feel it. They can't see any blood. So, like, right. you know, what's going on? They, maybe they take her to a psychiatrist or mental health. Just something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's say later on down the road, blah, blah, blah. It's some spiritual thing with the little girl. She has to save her spirit. So she's seen all this crazy stuff. She figured out how to save her spirit. But it just, it was like. I feel like it was, like I said, a bunch of shit going thrown up against the wall and they'd seen what stuck. Another way I could say it is it was like a bunch of people in a room had a bunch of ideas and everybody's idea was just like, yes, yes, yes. You, yes. You, yeah, yes. They didn't want to say no to anybody. So like, okay, we'll put that part in. We'll put that part in. And we'll just put it all together and see what happens. Yes. And just grab that big ass piece of tape and just tape it all together. <laughs> just tape it all together, so to speak. Tape it all together and see what we got. Okay, we got something here. Let's just throw it out and see what happens. And like I said, though, like I feel like the directors, the writers, everybody that had something to do with this movie, I really feel they have talent. They really have talent. I think they can really make something great, good, great, whatever you want to call it. But mm-hmm. it's just like, again... I know we keep mentioning this. Make it a little simpler. Just take some of those ideas and say, you know what? Maybe for the sequel, maybe for another movie, but we're going to do this and this. Or we're going to do this, this, and this. Or just this. But we're not going to do 97,000 ideas and just have an awesome production. Like, the production was excellent. And for eight grand, I mean, it wasn't bad, but, you know. Mm-hmm. For what they did, they got they did a good job with that. But again, they if they make it all into like one concept instead of mm-hmm. different concepts all over the place. Like I know she was doing the whole, oh they're following us or they're seeding clouds. Like I see where she's going crazy, but come on, <laughs> stick I with know. one thing, go with that. Stick. Yes, you got, we got what you got here. Sometimes simple is the best way to do things, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
And um, what else do you have to say about the movie, though, man? Uh, <laughs> I think I said everything I wanted to say about this movie. It's just, again, it's up to you if you want to watch it. I would say if you want to say, give it a watch, go for it. If not, for me, it was I would be a pass. But again, everyone's different. I can tell you the pass, and they'll go watch, and they love it. I'm like, you know what? That's who you are. We're all different. We all have our different opinions. It's an opinion. My opinion is better than someone else's opinion, or their opinion is better than mine. It's just mm-hmm. what it is. I can tell you this movie sucks. This person will tell you that they love it. So oh. it's up to you. Go watch it. Yeah. Give it a shot. <clears throat> all right. So in the- with that being said, let's jump into the slicing and dicing with Surf 30 segment. And you already said about the, I'm going to ask you again, but let's first, <laughs> I want to hear your movie rating from, Oh God. let's, and okay, hang on. <laughs> I like to do the ratings with something that has to do with the movie. So let's say, mm-hmm. uh, do you remember the part where she said, Danny, nanny, boo, boo, stick your head in poo, poo. Yes. How many of those, out of 10, would you give this movie? Oh, my God. Polly, I'm sorry. I'm, again, no disrespect. This is just not my type of film, but I give this a four okay. out of 10. And I'm really not rating it much higher than you. I'm going to give it a five out of 10. And I'll let you <coughs> – I'll say why, just because, like, again – it was just too jumpy. Like, I felt like there was a bunch of good ideas, though. But one or two of those ideas could have made this a really excellent movie. Mm-hmm. With the $8,000 budget, I throw that into the... I throw that in there, too. Like, the budget... It was a low budget, but you still did a good job with, you know, with the production of the movie, the way it looked, the way it sounded, the acting, the actors and everything. Like, I liked... I enjoyed that part of it, but it was just... The story was just a little, eh. And I just feel... I don't know. I just, I I have high hopes for you guys. I really hope you guys do another movie, and I hope you send it my way to review it because um, you guys do have the talent. I will say that you guys definitely have the talent to do something excellent, do something great. Just don't think so hard. And um, I'm just going to throw this out there. I recommend a, a slasher next time. What about you, Matt, as far as why you gave it that rating and, you know. I like a good slow burn movie. Um, there's some good slow burn films out there, but when a slow burn, it starts all again, starts off very slow, but it starts to progress into that moment of holy crap. Unfortunately, this it started off slow. I'm like, okay, I, I can get with it, and all of a sudden, again, nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing, and in the end, there's nothing happens, nothing, and then more, nothing happens, and we starts breaking in the chapters. I'm like, all right, that was chapter one, nothing happened. Here's mm-hmm. chapter two, nothing happens. Chapter three. <laughs> and like, if you're gonna do a slow burn, guys, do it a slow burn, but then give us that ending that wows us. Give us that thing that we want to see at the end, that gives us that. Oh, that's what it all leads up to. Okay, not to leave for interpretation <clears throat> type deal. Those are, eh, that's what kind of gets you down. Um, again, if you want to make it a cool psychological, pick one spot and go from there. Don't branch off into different areas. That's where you're going to get lost. And I think that's what happens when they got lost in transition of this film. But it was still uh, a good type of film, but again, not my type of style. Um, if I want to say do something different, again, I would say maybe do like a slasher type film, or if you can do a psychological, 
making it to a psychological where I don't want to say I'm trying to say it without spoiling it, spoiling it, and not putting them down because I don't I, I'm not like that. But if you're gonna make a cool psychological like a thriller or a psychological slasher, have something happen like have the main character either do the killing or have a side character doing the killing and then the side, the main character's got to figure it out or <clears throat> realize that she's doing it or something yeah. into that mix. I get what you're saying with that. Yeah. And so, then, again, you pretty much said if you would recommend it or not, you're pretty much saying watch it at your own risk. So my next one will be, um, I'll just say for Alicia on a scale of, Again, one. Let's say control rooms on a scale of one to ten control rooms. What would you rate her as a character in this movie? I liked her. I thought she was good. I liked how she played. Um, I wanted to see her again more. Go into that craziness. Wanted to see mm-hmm. her go batshit nuts. You start getting one scene where she does start going crazy. You're like, all right, now she's gonna go crazy, and then all of a sudden she's back to normal, and you don't see that ever again. So. I would probably give her a seven control rooms out of ten for her acting. Um, I liked her a lot. I liked how she did, did. She handled things. She didn't like cry through the whole movie or be like, "Oh, I, maybe I should have done this," mm-hmm. or "Maybe I should stay with stay with my crazy boyfriend." Or no, none of that. None of stuff that made <laughs> you one. But again, seven control rooms out of ten for her acting. I'm gonna give her an eight and a half control rooms for her acting. And I'm pretty much on the same boat with you, but I just look at it like, again, for what she had to do for her role, I felt like she did a really good job. And I feel, um, you can't really feel it in this movie too much, but like say, like if it was another type of movie or if it stuck to one of those ideas, she's one of those characters that you'd actually like and care about, and you'd want you'd want her to be that kick-ass final girl character. Yeah, she'd be a great final girl. And like just. I really, I would love to. I would love to see these guys do another movie, and I would love to see her in a movie with the with them. Mm-hmm. And on that note, we're gonna jump into probably our favorite segment of this part. You know, our favorite part of the segment is, uh, what would you do if anything <laughs> to change the movie? <laughs> I see you smiling already. <laughs> I got like ten things in my head right now. It's kind of crazy. What would I do to change it? So you want to start it off? Uh, one, I would either make this a demon possession type film. Okay. Where she's being possessed by the demon, which makes her go crazy. Or I would change it into like a slasher type film where either someone is going after her. Because you have a bunch of friends. Why not start picking off the friends one at a time? And then she sees her friend dead. Like, did she do this? Oh, my God. Or is someone killing her? Oh, my God. Is it her craziness making her kill her friend or is it a mm-hmm. demon doing it because they brought in a, a gin in this movie too they talked about gins i'm like oh we're doing a, an evil genie type movie no that didn't happen either it's like <laughs> it's like if you want to do an evil genie movie you can do a gin just make the story about the gin mm-hmm. making her go crazy so i don't know i would no there's so many things that would change <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry but <clears throat> That's like a slasher type film, a psychological slasher, oh, or maybe a demon slash gin type movie. So that would take out a lot of the dialogue, yes, a lot of the different chapters, and added more 
uh, creepiness factor to it, some deaths to it, um, make you really, really think what's going on. Mm-hmm. None of all the bright colors or the. There's a one scene where she's sitting there and there's this psychedelic lava liquid shit flowing through the through the air, and there's this hippie playing guitar with a eye on her hand. Yes. What? Take that, a lot of that stuff out. <laughs> but again, that's that'll be me. So I, how about you? Um, with you jumping off the psychological slasher, I like that a lot. Like, say, um, something's control, something or someone is controlling her mind, mm-hmm. and maybe making her kill because she's like possessed or whatever. So it's making her kill a bunch of people. She's going on these dates. And she doesn't know she's doing it. Like, she's just not in her right mind. And, like, the little, say you throw in the little girl, the little girl's spirit needs to be saved. Or, to make it even creepier, the little girl's evil. So, the little mm-hmm. girl's the one. Maybe there's something trapped in that girl that's a demon that's making her do all this evil of, you know, say, killing and all that. And just, I'm a slasher fan, but it's like. You have to. I I don't feel like this this the way this movie was. I don't feel like it would be good as just a slasher. Because it's like, if it was, it'd be like, why the hell is she doing this? But if it's like a psychological slasher or something, or someone's taking over her mind, mm. then it'll it'll kind of connect better. Or, or if they you, could do. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Or sorry, if they did like, <laughs> it kind of mixes with the same like the whole paranormal thing like I was saying, where she had to save the little girl's spirit. And remember how the, like, the gnome was talking, the dog was talking. And say that's like the little girl kind of throwing signs at her. And when she sees a little girl in the field or wherever, wherever the hell they were, the field or a park or whatever, feeding the birds, well, she, where she should have fed the birds a crust. And, like, you know, the little girl's throwing her signs like she needs help. And say people could just keep dying around her. And the, you know what? Another thing I'll say, let's say the telemarketer, throughout the whole movie, you think the telemarketer is a creep, creepy, doing all this crazy stuff, but... That's the key to like unlock and save everything. He's like trying to help her, but she's not listening because so much craziness is going on around her. She thinks everything's up against her. I just thought of an idea about with the telemarketer, but being bad. Uh, she's targeted by the telemarketer, but the telemarketer is a random general, uh, a random like it just randomly picks someone. It's a government testing agency. Mm-hmm. They send you that high pitch beep. Remember you hear that in the beginning? Yes. And then she hangs up. Well, then the telemarketer calls, and that's what activates this beep and activates um, something in your mind which causes your ear to bleed. It causes you something, some paranormal psychological thing. I like that. And, of course, the telemarketer keeps talking to her, which feeds her stuff to do, stuff to craziness. And then they'd be like, okay, let's say, let's say she does certain things, but then she dies at the end. Mm-hmm. Then you lead into the, like, a government room going, oh. That's another test subject failed. Let's do another one and just randomly hit that randomizer. Let's just call some random person and s- subdue them into this crazy psychological testing facility to see if what would you do. And it's a whole big test. And it just keeps hitting that random number. And it's going to be some random person. It's going to get a random phone call That's to awesome. make you go crazy. That's awesome. That, that would be sick. That I would freaking wow. love that. Wow. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> directors of this movie, John, Dave, that idea right there is freaking wow. 
I also wow. don't talk with you guys about it. <laughs> I just, yeah. It just came to my head going, wow, what if it's a government testing agency that's testing like a psychology class or a psychology professor working on the keys to the mind and it's this weird tone and it makes you do whatever you want. So Holy just randomly shit. dialing somebody, boom, this is what happens. And the way the person dies is because they have a brain aneurysm from the, the tones. Mm-hmm. That's why your ear's bleeding. That's why your nose is bleeding. It's because of all that pr- pressure or something. And when they die, they're like, well, that test failed. We'll hit that random button. We'll see who we get next. I like, I really like that idea, man. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a winner right there, man. That's a winner. And so I guess we're pretty much done with this one. And um, let's, uh, <clears throat> we can end it. I just have um, the other part of this segment, the last part of this segment. Two horror movies you recommend for people to watch. I got two that I was actually requested to do on the podcast. And um, I didn't get a chance to watch them yet, but I'll say uh, one of them was Motel Hell. Oh, I know that one. And the other one was, um, which I did send it to you, um, My Soul to Take. (laughs) I'm not a fan of that movie. I, I had an argument with a buddy of mine about that. <laughs> so those those are my two. I haven't seen them myself yet, but I am going to watch them, and I am going to do a review on them. It'll either be with Matt and myself or someone else or me, Matt, and someone else. But um, Matt, what's your? Uh, one I pick up is called Lost After Dark. Okay. It's a, it's a slasher, and it's a throwback to the 1980s. Nice. And uh, I said... I, let you know about that one that one time yeah it's actually, got uh i forgot who was in it the guy who played terminator 2 there he plays the principal that, i see his face speaking on that that movie we were originally supposed to do but i just wanted to get this episode of that one you know of this movie done but we're we will be doing that one definitely oh that'll be cool yeah definitely check out that movie it's a fun little new uh throwback slasher and uh, it was really well done. I was surprised how well done this was. Nice. And for another film, I definitely recommend. Oh, boy, there's so many ones out there. Oh, I watched it on Netflix. It's called The Night Watchman. And uh, it's kind of like a, it's a horror comedy about a bunch of Night Watchmen. They get a, a body of a dead clown that comes from Romania. He goes out visiting. Come to find out, this clown is actually a clown vampire, and starts oh, wow. turning into these turning people into vampires in this office building, and so it's up to the night watchman, the guards, to stop everything. It was really well done. It was good, bloody, gory, uh, Love that. fun time. Right now, it's on Netflix, and sooner or later, I think it's getting a Blu-ray release. I think through Scream Factory. I'm not exactly sure, but if you had Netflix. No, it's not on Netflix. It was on Amazon Prime. Shit, that's what it was. So if you Amazon Prime, check out The Night Watchman. Fucking awesome film. Sounds good, man. And then um, before I close this out, do you have anything you want to plug? Again, guys, if you haven't, please check out my uh, YouTube channel. It's called You and Your Horror Movies. Uh, again, do movie reviews, collection overviews, showing off. Uh, as you can see behind me, my wall of goodies, my library. <laughs> Um, also too, if you haven't, please check out cinema attack. It's another podcast I'm part of, uh, where we talk about all different types of cinema. 
Uh, last one we did was the Mortal Kombat films, Mortal Kombat 1 and Annihilation. And this Sunday, we're recording a slasher uh, podcast. Nice. We're covering three slashers, Fender Bender, uh, Blood Widow, and Sleepover Nightmare. Nice. Nice. Definitely check that out. And on that note, thank you for listening. Um, as he said, check out everything that he just mentioned. I did <laughs> listen to their. I did listen to their podcast during this week, and it was pretty entertaining. The Mortal Kombat one, <laughs> Annihilation. Oh God, Annihilation was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you did make that known in that movie. So yes, definitely go check that out. Check out his page, and um, we're gonna. We're going to end this podcast right here, this episode. So, um, as always, thank you for listening. Check out my thank horror you again page. Thank for having me on the show. I had a great time again. Anytime, man. Anytime. Check out my horror page, Horror with Sir Sturdy, on Facebook. I have two of them on there. One's a page. One's a group. Join the group. Share anything horror-related on the group. The page is more for the podcast and my videos. Go on there. Check that out. And, um, yeah, enjoy it. And, uh... I'll see you.